0: Welcome, um, New Jersey Devil fans. I'm your host, Bill Botch, and welcome to The Trap. We are one week into the preseason, and the Devils are 3-1. and one. Uh, It's not just their record. The team looks pretty good. There's There seems to be a new vibe surrounding the Devils right now, and I'm seeing from some outside sources that are not Devils-related, Devil fan base, anything like that, where I think people are picking up on this. And I even saw in The Athletic that they had senior hockey writer had the Devils making the playoffs this year. But we're going to take a look at what looks a little different with the Devils so far just through the first week of the preseason and what we have to be excited about. I think there's a lot. We could start with our goaltending. Obviously, the goaltending last year was the Achilles heel for the Devils. We played we started seven different goaltenders Um. So, in the offseason, Fitzgerald goes out. He gets Vitek Vanacek. He split the net last year in Washington with Sam Sonoff. He was a bit unproven. He's still a young guy. We signed him to a three-year deal. He's looking to prove that he is uh, a 1B and possibly even a 1A. I don't think he wants to be a ba- known as a backup goaltender. I think he wants to uh, establish himself in the league as a possible uh, starter. So in his first two games, I thought he has looked terrific. He looks square to the puck. The rebound control has been amazing. Um, His one, I would say, weakness seems to be he might not be the best puck handler. But besides that, he has looked extremely solid, extremely confident and poised. And if the Devils are able to get Blackwood or Vinichak, who looks like he can be consistent and you know what you're going to get on a nightly basis, that would be a huge upgrade to what we've had to deal with the past couple seasons. Uh, Corey Crawford and obviously Jonathan Bernier were both acquired in the past two off seasons and they haven't worked out. Um, now Bernier on the other hand is back and on the ice ahead of schedule, which is great to see. They're saying that he could possibly be back between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And if that's the case, the devils would end up with three goaltenders. And I've heard through the grapevine that Fitzgerald has considered carrying all three goaltenders. That's something that you don't really see too often, but there is a rumor that there are teams that are going to consider carrying three more than, more than just us. There's other teams in the NHL who are considering carrying three goaltenders on the roster moving forward. Obviously that's going to take away from a roster position, a forward or a defenseman. But you have to like what you've seen from Venicek over the past two games. He's looked very solid, and he it's its nice having that last line of defense there who you can count on to make a big save in a clutch moment. So Venicek has been very impressive. Now, McKenzie Blackwood, um, he had the game on Monday where he looked good, and then last night the Devils play the Rangers. They get outshot. I believe it was 17 to 1 in the first period and if it wasn't for Blackwood Blackwood it could have easily have been 3 or 4 nothing in the first period Blackwood was standing on his head he looked amazing he looked very confident throughout the entire game he looked great so if you get Blackwood back to 2019 form and he has come out and he said hey listen this heel injury is behind me. I feel great. I'm just focusing on stopping pucks. You have to be, this is very encouraging and especially having Bernier, just no rush for him to get back. Let him, you know, not only be healed a hundred percent, but get used to seeing pucks and getting, you know, dealing with pucks on net. The devil's goaltending situation looks to be, uh, on the, uh, very bullish. So, that would be huge for the Devils. You have to think that they would win. You know, we had we finished with sixty three points last year. You have to think that we would have at least ten to fourteen more points just if we had adequate goaltending. Our goaltending has looked better than adequate, um, so I, I believe that it looks better than league average. So this is this is going to be huge. I, that this was our biggest uh, question mark coming into the season, and so far they have answered the bell couple other players that we could dive into um so Fitzgerald makes the trade Eric Holla uh, brings Eric Halla into New Jersey gives up Pavel Zaka Pavel Zaka's time was over in New Jersey that he you know he, he was exhausted the fan base was angry it was never going to work out for Pavel Zaka so they bring in Halla. he's a little bit older he's 31 years old And he has been amazing. He looks like a guy you are not going to have to worry about. It's nice not watching Pavel Zaka clunk around the ice like he has cement in his skates. And, you know, not knowing what you're going to get shift to shift, game to game. Holla has been all over the ice. He's a guy that you could run through your lineup. You could play him anywhere. He uh, has scored in both games that he's played in. And he looks like a great addition to the team. uh, Potential leader in the locker room. He's rocking the number 56, who uh, obviously us Jersey guys know another great player at 56 who played for the New York Giants. He's rocking the LT. I got to love that. Um, so Eric Halla has been extremely impressive to me. He had a beautiful goal the other night. Um, so I- I'm loving what I'm seeing out of him. Another guy who looks like who came off to a slow – he had a, a, a rough year last year – we had a lot of hopes into him, is Dougie Hamilton. And Dougie Hamilton obviously suffered a broken jaw last season, and he had trouble recouping from that. He wasn't the same player after he got hit with the puck, and he looks sick. So not just the eye test, but analytically, he is driving offense. When Dougie Hamilton is on the ice, the the ice is tilted. So he has goals in both of the games that he's played in. He had three points the other night. He had a nice stretch pass. Dougie Hamilton is the real deal. And I'm looking for a big bounce back year from him. And when you have a guy on the ice like like Hamilton who tilts it, it it basically you you know, you end up in the offensive zone, you let your guys start working down deep and moving the puck around and you get it to your skilled players. But you have to love what you're seeing out of Dougie Hamilton. Severson has also looked pretty good. Uh, I thought his first game he played really well. Last night he had a little; it was a little bit more difficult. I didn't think the team, as in general, played as good last night. They got off to an extremely slow start, which they didn't deserve to win. Um, but they continued to fight, and Blackwood kept them in the game. And at one point, we were winning one nothing, even though we were being outshot. So uh, you have to you have to like what you've seen out of Severson. Obviously, people are thinking that. His time with the Devils will be coming to an end before the trade deadline. You know, it, Severson gets a lot of hate. I, I don't I don't really get it, to be honest with you. He's a big, mobile, right-handed defenseman who could play the power play. He could play the penalty kill. He makes some bonehead moves, but he has a great outlet pass. Um, and he, he stretches the ice, and he's got a good shot, too. He gets the puck through. He's got hands in. You could throw him in to the uh penalty shot situations. I'm a I'm a Severson fan. He's, you know, he's played one of the as far as Devils defensemen go, he's up there in games played for franchise history. So, uh I'm mean, yeah, we'll wait to see what happens with him. We do have Simon Nemitz who we drafted second overall who looks he looks great to me. He's obviously only 18 years old, but he's a big kid and He's going to have his he's going to have his bumps in the road. I mean, that's expected. That's he's playing versus professionals. This is not this is not Slovakia. But you can tell how smart he is. He holds on to the puck, you know, Thomas Hickey was interviewed and he was saying Nemitz is doing things that I don't think that the casual fan understands where he holds on to the puck for a half a second longer and what it does is it opens up the ice and it allows, and he's able to, to see the ice so well that he's able to um, allow our forwards to get open and he's able to, and then he's able to complete that pass to uh, to our forwards in transition. So you have to love what you're seeing out of Nemitz. He has a great stick off the rush, people coming down. He, he kind of, it looks like he's kind of like uh, tempting them and then, He's able to get his stick out and deflect a puck you know, up over the glass or put a puck into the corner. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of him. He's easily becoming one of my favorite players. I think he's going to be uh, such an important piece to the future of the Devils. Um, obviously, Luke Hughes is going to be coming up, and there's it's going to be the Hughes Brothers show, and Hughes is going to get a ton of attention, but I, I can't understate or overstate enough how much – I think that Simon Nemitz is going to be uh, a really uh, franchise defenseman. And we, we may have two f- or three franchise defensemans if you want to throw uh, Dougie Hamilton in there. So I'm loving what I'm seeing out at of a, at a Nemitz. I thought he played – I thought he was one of our stronger players in the Ranger game last night. Uh, I was at the game, and uh, he 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 played very, very well. Uh Now, Ohutuk and Ball are playing for that 6th and 7th defensive roster spot. I am not high on Brendan Smith, honestly. I get it. We signed him for two years, so we're expecting him to play. But you know what you're getting out of Brendan Smith. And I think that Kevin Ball has looked really good. It's not the most exciting game, but he... He looks like he's ready to be a pro for sure. He's got tons of size. It looks like he's worked on his skating. His skating has gotten better. He's making smarter decisions with the puck. He looks a lot more confident in the decisions that he's making. I was really impressed with the way that Kevin Ball played uh, at Madison Square Garden the other night. He was on the ice for uh, – he he logged a lot of ice time too. Um, he's He's just rangy and – he's he's a nasty kid I'd like to see him get a little more physical but Ohutuk I thought he played great too I mean he is he's a he's a tough kid he is so strong he was just like a bull running over people uh in at uh the Prudential Center last night he was he plays the puck in his feet really well too I noticed that he, there was a couple of pucks that like kind of came into him at a weird angle and he he was kicking him and playing him off of his feet. And I th- I thought he played really strong. I mean, Ohutuk's, his game is his physicality. And sometimes when you play that physical or you're trying to make open ice hits, you can get caught out of position very easily, especially when you're playing versus guys of really high caliber. And uh, last night, I think he sat back and was like a little more patient and he picked and choose where he wanted to be physical. And it put him in a position to where he wasn't caught out of position. I I, I really like what I see out of him. Um, either one of those guys playing as the in the sixth role would be fine to me. I think Ball is a little bit ahead of him, but I would still like to see him get a shot because I think he is a very exciting player and he adds a he adds an element to the uh, that one of the elements of his game is He's nasty, and he gets him. You know, he he'll face wash people in front of the net, and he'll fight, and he'll keep make sure that people keep their head up coming through the neutral zone. That's something that we really don't have. So I like Ohutuk a lot, and I uh, I hope to see one of those two guys get that sixth defenseman spot over Brendan Smith. Uh, I don't think Brendan Smith necessarily has the patience or the hockey IQ to make great decisions when he has the puck in his own zone. I think he's a I think he's a throw it off the glass, out of the zone kind of guy, instead of holding on to the puck and letting play develop and trying to hit somebody in transition. Um but we'll we'll wait and see what happens with that. We have another week of preseason still, so we'll wait and see how that plays out. But either way you have to be really encouraged if you're a fan at the at the game that both of those young kids have played and obviously they're going to be insulated by marino marino has looked great his skating is really impressive um he's not known for being an offensive guy but he still kind of jumps into the play a little bit and he's not known for being a physical guy either but he uses his body really you know he's using his body the right way he gets in between defenders um, I'm really, really liking what I'm seeing out of Marino. Now, giving up on Ty Smith and trading him to Pittsburgh when Ty Smith is such a young kid and had such a, as a prospect, he he had a ton of um, a ton of upside. And I was listening to NHL radio and they were talking about how wow, well if you know if Fitzgerald messes this trade up and Ty Smith becomes this great player. Um, it could cost Fitzgerald his job. And it's like, you know what? We, we have enough offensive defensemen. We do. We need people that can defend. We let too many goals in. Um, so I, I think this trade for Marino was uh, was a great move. We have Nemitz. We have Hamilton. We have Luke Hughes coming in. Those are going to be the guys that are going to push play, be up ice, and you need somebody that's going to play responsibly, and allow those guys to use their skill set to the highest uh, of their ability. So you have to be excited by what you're seeing with Marino. He obviously is a great skater, he's fast. I mean, he was keeping up with Jack Hughes during the scrimmages and stuff, so it's that's very encouraging to me. I really like what I see on the back end. Our back end looks like it's gonna be really good for years to come. Um, another guy who obviously has a ton of speed, who it's nice to see back in the lineup is Miles Wood he was kind of getting tossed around and he was playing his game. He's a physical guy obviously. And he he was effective. Um he had a nice goal at the Garden the other night. Um Miles Wood is is a devil through and through. Now where are you going to play him in the lineup? You got to think you're going to play him on the fourth line. Uh that BMW line I'm not so sure that that's going to exist this year. Now, I really liked what I've seen out of Fabian Zetterlin. So Zetterlin had some visa problems coming over here. So he missed the first game that he was supposed to be playing in. And then uh, he plays in the second game, and he was all over the ice. You know, he was blocking shots, sliding across the ice on his ass on the penalty kill. I mean, he was... He had a couple nice uh, plays where he had the puck along the boards and instead of just throwing it towards the net, he actually carried it and drove towards the net and kind of created an offensive chance. I'm really liking what I see out of Zetterlin. He's a big, strong, tough kid who has a good motor, can play the penalty kill, can play responsive defensively, got, has a good shot. You could kind of put him... In, he, he's very versatile. You could play him in a bunch of different roles. Now... One of the guys that I thought that potentially might get bumped because they can't afford, they can't send Zetterlin down to the AHL without putting him on waivers. So if Zetterlin goes on to waivers, he's going to get picked up. So are you willing to part ways with Zetterlin to play Nate Bastion was one of the thoughts that was going through my head. But Nate Bastion, he had a great game the other night too. So, and I like Nate Bastion. So I've been trying to think of a way to get all of these guys in the lineup. I'm not a Mike McLeod guy by any means. So is there a chance that Zetterlin could play center and you can play Wood, Zetterlin, Bastion as a fourth line? That would be a very tough line to play against. Three very physical guys, speed between Zetterlin and Wood, and guys that crashed the net. All three of those guys crashed the net. Now, I looked up, I didn't see that Zetterlin had played center ever before in his life, but if those guys are playing limited minutes and one of those guys feels comfortable playing the center position, that would be my ideal fourth line. That would be a mismatch because there's actually, I mean, there's some serious skill on that fourth line compared to majority of the league's fourth lines. So that's some that's a question that I'm asking myself, and um, I doubt that it's going to come to fruition, but think about it kind of. Uh, well, you know, tell me what you think, if that would work. Uh, I'm curious to hear what you think. Thomas Detar has looked pretty good. I mean, did you see... He hasn't looked pretty good. He's looked good, straight up. Uh, I think that he could score 20 goals. He's one of my bounce back players. I know a lot of you guys don't even have him making the roster. I just think he's too good of a hockey player. Uh, he got off to a horrible start last year. It took him forever to get his first goal. He still ended up with 15 goals on the season. He's a guy where you're going to play him on the third line with Hala um, and Mercer. And you have a very skilled third line now, if you saw the goal he had versus the Rangers, he came down and it, it scored on his backhand. I mean, it was a beautiful shot it was that's a goal scorer's goal. You don't just let people like that walk. I think you're going to run Tatar Halla Mercer out there, and that third line is going is going to have skill, it's going to have pace I, I I would love what I see with that and Halla actually plays a little bit of a gritty game. He's not like the most physical guy, but he knows how to play the game correctly. He's not scared to go into the hard parts of the ice. Um, he's a professional, so and and obviously Mercer isn't scared of going into the hard parts of the ice and plays a very gritty game. And so does Halla. That would be a um, that would be a matchup nightmare for other teams. So I really like what I see out of him now. Obviously, we're six minutes into the first game of preseason and Nico is not on the bench. And you're thinking, holy shit. Like, again, like, how is this even possible? Um, So uh, the, the Devils say it was cramping. Everybody knows it's not cramping. Enough of the bullshit. Just tell us what is going on. It's ridiculous. It's like every year the Devils they their reporting is you know it's just you can't believe anything that they say miles wood was out with bumps and bruises last year for the entire season it's like come on just be real with us what is going on so uh you know a couple days later okay nico has a hamstring strain and it's like we all know what that means a hamstring hamstrings can take forever to heal. Now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to throw them in before it's completely healed. That's how these things linger for, you know, an entire season. How many football, how many football players have we seen where they had a hamstring problem? They come back too early and they re aggravate it and they're out for the entire year. The Devils start off the season with a very favorable schedule. They have some really easy, you know, easy matchups as far as NHL teams go. And, let him heal like there's no point in rushing him back to play versus the flyers or the red wings at home or anaheim there's no there's no point in doing that so it's you know it's tough to it's tough to see and it's tough to read and watch nico has obviously had a horrible history of health problems and injuries between the broken foot and then the puck to the face and it's like he's had a rough go of it. He looked like he's been he's ready to take the next step as a captain and as a leader. I I he's one of my guys that I have predicted to have a real breakout season, and I expected him to score thirty goals, and I still think he can. I just I don't want to see them rush him back the way that they threw Mackenzie Blackwood out there last year and ended up costing him the rest of the season. I hope that the Devils are smart about the way that they handle this. And it's, it's tough to see. Um, I was at the game last night. So Adam Hanway is our new PA announcer. And how refreshing this is too. He is... He sounded great. He's got a nice, deep voice, and he's a true professional. The The guy that they had last year was obviously voted on by the fans, and uh, to be honest with you, I'm not saying he was bad, um, but you can tell that Adam is a clear professional. I know he did some work at Madison Square Garden, so uh, congratulations to him, and maybe we'll try to get him on the show one of these times, but... He sounded really great yesterday, so the in-game live experience definitely uh, has stepped up a bit. So I was happy to, I was happy to see that he was the real deal. And then you got to give it up for Bill Spaulding. He's, he's only called two games so far, but I love what I hear out of him. He sounds like he is he, his first his first like uh, 10 minutes, I feel like he was a little nervous or the pregame. He was a little bit nervous. But as the game as the game went on, you could tell he got more and more comfortable, and I I really like him. Like it didn't take me any time to get used to hearing his voice calling the names, and I think he's just going to continue to settle in and really get emotionally attached and become hopefully the new voice of the Devils for the next you know twenty thirty years if all things go right. You know like. I loved Steve Cangelosi. He was clearly a high, you know, classy guy, and he was he's great at what he does. The Devils never won anything with Steve Kangelosi behind the mic, which was a shame. But you have this young emerging team, you have a new voice behind the mic. This could be a completely new era for the Devils. And um I'm really excited and I'm really happy for Bill Spaulding. He's a young guy. And obviously he went to Syracuse, which is like, you know, the uh the epitome of sports broadcasting. So um I'm continue I'm I'm excited to uh continue to be able to listen to him call games uh night in and night out. Uh I'm a little disappointed that ESPN Plus is gonna get the season opener, but hopefully we get to listen to Bill uh call the games and he's embraced by the Devil's fan base and he ends up loving the team as much as we all do because he's a he's a true definition of a professional. You could tell. So, uh, a couple guys that I I kind of um, were a little underwhelming to me. Um, Nolan Foot, I don't think this kid. I don't know what this kid's deal is. I don't know if he. It looks like he almost doesn't even want to be out there. He's skating with cement shoes. He reminds me of Pavel Zaka a little bit. He's got the shot, but does he have the heart? Does he have the speed? He looks exactly like he did two years ago. I don't see any growth in his game, to be honest with you. Um, Now, is he an asset that people think that they could still work with and we can move him possibly as a piece in a trade or something like that? We'll see. Um, Tice Thompson, who's a kid I like, and – uh he got injured last night in the game um or no that was uh that was two nights ago so he got injured in the in the game versus the rangers at Madison Square Garden and it's a shame because obviously he was injured all last year and he's a he's a gritty kid he's a kid that could have played on the fourth line he could have been the fourth line center and we'll wait and see what that injury uh entails The length of time that he plans on being out, but he was really playing for a roster spot and being injured, really, that doesn't help his chances at all. Chase Stillman played in his first game last night. Now, me and my old man were arguing about him. He's supposed to be a guy that's supposed to be ultra-aggressive and be hard to play against and like a dog on a bone, and he didn't have it last night. He was pulling up on plays um, peeling off uh, when he could have finished his checks. He's not in a position to be a guy that doesn't finish his checks. Now, he's young, obviously, and he's got a long ways to go. A long ways to go. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more out of him. Um, but at the end of the day, the most important players lived up to the hype and looked really good. And uh, Alexander Holtz, now, he didn't get on the score sheet last night, but he, that H2O line, the Palat-Hughes-Holtz line, they look like they're the real deal. And I'm telling you, Andre Pilat is going to add so much to this team. He reminds me of, like, Paul Newman in Slapshot, to where he is literally, like, except he's 30 years younger. He's, he's like a coach on the ice. And you can tell um, – after the first period last night, I don't know who went into the locker room or what was said, but Palat definitely is going to be a guy that holds people accountable, not necessarily vocally, but he's going to help these kids and put them in the right direction and help them get their head out of their asses when things don't start going their way. So you have to like what you've seen out of him, and you have to like what you've seen out of um, Holtz too. Holtz didn't get on the score sheet last night, but he was involved in um, a lot of scoring chances. He's finding open areas of the ice, which is important. The, he's not behind. He, last year, his problem was the, he, he was always playing catch-up. So he was always behind the play. This year, he's in the mix. His skating is definitely better. He got faster. He obviously has that wicked shot. Um, I think Holtz is going to be the real deal. He looks, like, he looks like the real deal. It's going to take him a minute. You have to be patient. This is a kid. And throwing him into the professionals, like, don't, you know, you can't just, you can't break it up if he goes five games without scoring a goal. Just let him do his thing. Let him get comfortable. You could tell he's hanging around Palat, um off ice, and he's picking his brain, and he's seeing what Pilat does, and that's only going to make him a better professional, and not just him, but Jack Hughes as well. Now Hughes looks very fast obviously. He's carrying the puck well. In the summer he was working on his shot and last night man that was a laser. So if Hughes can if Hughes's shot has improved it's going to open up a big a big piece to his game. It should it should lead to a lot more goals. He had a beautiful spinorama um move on this guy last night that he rang off the post but it was like he made something out of nothing. Really encouraging. I really like that top line, and um, I'm excited to see what what Holtz does this year. Palat is just a beast. Like, along the boards, I mean, just knocking pucks down. He's just a smart player. He's really, like, just a super cerebral player, and I know Lindy Ruff, like, loves him already. Um, He's going to help these young guys a lot. So there is a different aura around this team right now. I mean, everybody can feel it. If you, you know, if you watch the Devils, you know that there is something different right now with this team. It's exciting. It's like, finally, it's been so long. I can't, I can't wait to see, like, I can't wait for these preseason games to be over, to be honest with you. Like, I want them to get through the rest of this preseason without being injured. Um... One guy who I, I don't see a roster spot for him. Originally, I had him penciled in his fourth-line center. Jesper Boquist is not going to make the team. He just, he just disappears way too long, like for long stretches. He's not physical. If he's not playing with, like, super talented guys, he kind of, you know, he, he doesn't push pace himself. Uh, I, I, I don't see where he fits in. We gave him his shot too, so, but there's a lot to be very, very excited about. Um, We got one more week left of preseason. And then next thing you know, here we go. We're gonna be in Philadelphia. We're gonna be playing versus the Flyers. It's gonna be opening night. And I think this is the year I think this is the year. It's been so long. It's time. The Devils are going to be at least fighting for a playoff spot down the stretch. But I tell you what, if they play the way that they've played over the past four games, and I know it's just preseason, and it doesn't mean shit, but if they play the way they do and they have the same energy and positivity and confidence the way they do, this team could be in the playoffs. I don't care what NHL Network says, or Serious NHL, or or Boomer Gordon and Han and this guy and that guy. I don't give a shit what any of them say. If this team plays with confidence and response, and they're responsible the way that they've played the past four games, and have the goaltending, this team will be in the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So. What we'll do is we'll go through next week's preseason games. They're making cuts already to the roster. And then we'll get together an opening night lineup. And then the, the season started. We'll be here. So I will have a, I'll have another episode out next week. And in the meantime, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Devil's Hockey. And I'll speak to you then. From the trap, Billy Botch. I'm out.